The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to TOEFOP.com for more. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Uh, Will, welcome to episode 390. We uh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we should celebrate. Like the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation Commission, does anybody know? Um, uh, anyway, the ABC, the national broadcaster, the public broadcaster is currently- Auntie. Auntie, exactly. Uh, celebrating 90 years. Big celebrations around the 90 years. I was involved personally in a few of the 90 years celebrations that the ABC were putting on. And it really did have the feel of going all in on your Nana's 90th birthday because you know she's not going to make it to 100. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like if we were really confident of 100, we wouldn't be celebrating 90 quite so hard. <laughs> I wasn't invited. I was uh, the first TV show I ever acted in was an ABC show, Head Start. It was a uh, less successful spin-off from the very successful Heartbreak High, Ben Gannon production. Um, but that screened on the ABC. We had the sexy time slot of 6.30 on a Sunday night <laughs> when everyone is watching TV. Well, uh, here's what I will say. It's become a time when everybody is watching TV. So these days, if you were 6.30 on a Sunday night, that's just sort of where they put like The Voice or The Masked Singer or The Block. Or, well, yeah, I mean, they'll do news and then into that, but it's kind of this family night of entertainment now, your Sunday night. And you put those shows that you're like mum and dads are going to watch with their kids right. into that time slot because it's like a good – you know, the old countdown slot, basically, where like, you know, you sit down together as a family, you watch whatever's on the TV, yeah, right. you put your kids to bed, like, you know, on a Sunday night. So that's that's where it's got to come back to. Although I think that Netflix are making a reboot, aren't they, of Heartbreak High? Uh, it's already made, yeah. I think it's getting okay. ready to, to, to premiere. Well, what I'm hearing is a ticking clock for a reboot of <laughs> Head Start. Head Start. <laughs> <laughs> Which was about basically about the Nescafe Big Break competition. The uh, premise was a group of like not not teenagers, but just sort of early yeah. late teens, early twenty somethings, were uh, all living in a warehouse together to work on their business ideas. I was uh, what was my character's name? I can't remember. But also, that's just a startup. Aaron. That's a very modern idea. Like Head Start would work much better in this modern environment because that is your classic startup scenario, right? So they're all just like, tech. They're all just tech bros, misogynistic tech bros. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, so basically what we do is we update it. Instead of like Nescafe, it's Nespresso. So you've got yeah. George Clooney making a cameo in the Great. first episode, like, you know, like She-Hulk style so that you can get Bruce Banner in. We've got to get George Clooney into the first episode to get some people. At to least doing like a, fa a, a FaceTime or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he won't be in the studio. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> but yeah, he'll be on a Zoom call or whatever. <laughs> 
like Margot Robbie in Neighbours. <laughs> yeah, he comes in and the first thing, like, congratulates everybody. Yeah. And then Netflix puts a giant tile with George Clooney in Head Start and that's his only <laughs> appearance in the entire series. But it gets the clicks. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm on down for that. Um, well, a, a little while back, like, I'm thinking of early in the days of um, TOEFOP, we did a couples quiz. And I oh, thought, yeah. you know, it's been 12 years now. Um, I feel like our relationship's pretty solid, but maybe it's time to do another couples quiz. Um, okay. I found this batshit. Um, I don't even know how I came across it. It's from a website called Thought Catalog, which seems to be like a relationship blog. Mm-hmm. And um, this was- I mean, I think the story of how you came across this is probably more interesting than what's <laughs> going to happen next, but- Sure, if you don't want to reveal it to the rest of us, that's fine. Uh, so it's uh, the heading is 25 hypothetical questions to ask your boyfriend to test the strength of his love. Oh, okay, cool. So, let's so are you just... going to ask me these questions or are we asking them of each other? Well, we can. I'll ask them of you, but we can explore. We can, we, okay, we can then, cool. you know, we can turn the question back on me. Um, well, I mean, so, this, but- this show loves a hypothetical. So, I, you know, this is right in our hitting zone. I hope they're like Tofop style hypotheticals. <laughs> oh, they are. I, I've had a little read ahead. And because I think the first time we did it was quite an earnest kind of thing, yeah. you know, about relationship. This is like, I, I've been clicking around this website trying to work out is this like satire? What's going on? Because some of these questions are like batshit insane. Okay. So, a lot of them are to do with kind of like obviously relate like the relationship, romance, and sex. So I think we'll just substitute the word podcasting for, yeah, you know, when it comes like, you know, do you feel feel that excitement, mm-hmm. blah, 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 okay? Yeah, perfect. All right, okay. 25 hypothetical questions to ask your your podcasting partner <laughs> to mm-hmm. test the strength Good. of his <laughs> devotion to your podcast, <laughs> I okay. will call it. Uh, this is by Holly Reardon. Um, okay, question one. If you had to kill 10 innocent people in order to save my life, would you? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I mean, they say innocent. So, like, because yeah. if I got to choose the 10 people, then, oh, yeah, uh, maybe there's 10 people I could kill if it meant saving your life. I think that, you know, I could be righteously justified in doing that. I mean, what's the scenario here? Like, is it purely just that you're going to die unless I kill 10 innocent people? Yeah, let's just make it a supernatural thing. Some kind of, like, supernatural being says, I'm going to rip the soul out of your uh, of your podcasting partner unless you kill 10 unrelated people. <sighs> Man. Like this is tough, right? Yeah. Because obviously I don't want to kill anybody. I, I'm mm-hmm. against the death penalty in general. I even like, and I've had this conversation with partners along this line <laughs> where it's like, it, it says nothing about my love for you that I don't want to kill innocent people, right? Yeah. <laughs> like those, this is an unfair scenario that I've already been put in by this alien super being is what I will say. But I'll say if we are purely viewing this through the prism of the podcast, right? Mm. Yeah, so like how much love do I have for you in this podcast? Then you've got to say that you would because if I don't, then you're dead and the podcast is finished, so I don't care about the podcast like by those rules. Yeah. And, I mean, what is the biggest podcast in the world? Murder Mysteries, right? True crime. (laughs) So if I have literally – this is taking true crime to the next level where I am <laughs> the person meta. committing the two, true crime, right? So 10 people, that's 10 episodes for the first series. We explore yeah. each of the people, each of the innocent people's lives that I've had to take in order to keep you alive. And then the podcast becomes this thing where the audience gets to judge 
whether it was worth it or not. <laughs> like by the end of the series, they're like, do you think it was worth it that he murdered? You've heard about these 10 innocent people and what a loss they were to the world. Do you think it was worth it that he did it? <laughs> and his 390 episodes of the other show they're doing beforehand. We think yeah, you'll get well, that's to your we, That's how we go quickly. up to 400. The last 10 are <laughs> yes. a true crime podcast where I've murdered 10 people. I mean, we always have an arc. <laughs> All right, question two. Um, if your favourite, and I'm, I'm adapting this, if your favourite celebrity said that they wanted to podcast with you, would uh, you dump me for them? Mm. So The Rock, let's say The Rock. Yeah. Let's say The Rock says, hey, Will, I want to do a podcast with you. Mm-hmm. Me about anything. We can talk about the Western Bulldogs. We can talk about Survivor. Um, uh-huh. But the one caveat is you can't do TOEFOP uh-huh. anymore. No more podcasts uh-huh. with Charlie. Would you do it? Uh-huh. I mean, who's Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's tempting, right? Before we even jumped on to record today, I was on The Rock's Instagram. I've, I've just yeah. been going through his last few posts because uh, – I don't know if you know this, Will, but the uh, hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. Yep. It is about to change. <laughs> so uh, Black Adam, uh, they're, they're, they're prepping. And it's such an interesting – he's such an – I just find him fascinating, obviously. But so most celebrities post, you know, stills from their movies and, like, promotional <laughs> material and stuff. He's posting yeah. stills and videos not of promotional material, but the meetings behind yeah. the creation of the promotion material, like his last four posts have yeah. been videos and photos of him in the Warner Brothers marketing meeting where it's like him sitting, <laughs> like it looks bizarre. He He's so enormous. He's sitting like at the end of a boardroom table in like this polo shirt that barely fits, just like towering over all these like executives who are sitting on his board table with all the Black Adam merch there and, you know, on all the screens surrounding the boardroom table are all the different kind of, you know, marketing points that they're going to make and billboards and shit like that. And then there's a really long description underneath where he describes their attitude towards marketing that, you know, they're not going to try and break it down into specific countries. They want to do a global campaign so everyone feels included. And I'm like, it's bizarre that this is what he's marketing. He's not – most entertainers don't want you to see behind the curtain. They don't want you to see how the sausage is made. He's like, hey, come in. We'll show you how we're going to sell you this ultra commercial product. Like this is how, I mean, it's, it's almost cynical in a way, right? They say this is how we're going to get your money from you. Well, look, one thing I've learned from doing 15 years of Gruen is that explaining how advertisers trick you into buying stuff does not stop people from buying stuff, you know. And I think that, the, I think there's actually, is it cynical? It's honest. He's at mm. least showing you how it all works in a way that all these other people who are doing the exact same thing aren't. But I also think this is one of the rare occasions where, like, I know that like actors have played obscure superheroes before, but if we're talking about the idea that the entire hierarchy of the DC universe <laughs> is about to change, right? We're talk- But The Rock is a bigger character, a bigger recognized piece of IP than Black Adam is. Right. Yeah. This is one of the rare occasions that, you know, so if someone plays Superman, if someone plays Batman, no matter how famous that actor is, like Ben Affleck is a very famous actor, but he is not more famous than the character of Batman. Like normally the character is still bigger than them. It, mm. You have to get down to the more obscure superheroes, which I guess Black Adam is. Yeah. But in this situation, Charlie, I don't know if you've heard, I believe in a hierarchical structure in the DC universe, Black Adam's going to be ahead of Superman and Batman. It's all about to change. 
But at the moment, they have to transition the Rock's global worldwide brand appeal mm. into Black Adam's appeal. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing in these photos and videos, like the way he, like whoever his marketing team is or his publicity team, the way he's got his energy drink brand always like conspicuously placed in the frame. There's a shot at the end of the meeting where they're all toasting with his tequila brand, like always be selling. <laughs> like that's the rock. The abs, <laughs> always be selling. Yeah, it's not can you smell what The Rock is cooking. It's like can you sell what The Rock is cooking because <laughs> he's been cooking up a whole bunch of things and he needs you to sell them. I get a feeling looking at all that shit that this – I think it's – I don't think it's going to bomb necessarily as in, you know, it's not going to make any money, but I do not think this is going to work. I was just looking at everything about it. I was like there's no, there's no magic to this. Like there's no kind of excitement or, or – because I understand what he's doing. Like it's in the same way people – like if you do a podcast ad and you, you know, say, oh, here's the ad and we read it and you joke around, people are like, okay, well, that's advertising I can get into because you're being transparent and honest. And that's, like you said, you know, he's being honest and you feel like you're being welcomed into his world. But I think it's missing the allure of why people go to the movies, you know, like I want to be taken to another place, not go, oh, there's The Rock. I guess the hierarchy of power in the DC universe has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's not correct really? because – the Rock is pretty much The Rock in every movie that he makes, and he is also the highest-grossing actor in the world consistently. So just based on that alone, I just don't think that what you're saying can be true. Like if if people are willing to like pay millions and billions of dollars to go and watch The Rock run around a jungle again, I think they're, they're going to do the same thing for this movie. I believe, Charlie – the hierarchical, hierarchical structure of the DC universe is about to change. <laughs> All right, question three. If I was abducted by aliens, how long would you wait for me to come back before you started podcasting again? Uh, I, um, oh. And I guess, let's say you know it was aliens, like you were yeah. there when it happened. So it's not like I've sure. just gone missing. You saw me get I mean, like an, a craft appear over the road and a light uh, come down and I got sucked up into it and the craft took away, took off. Yeah. Uh, What's the question? How long? How long do you wait before you start? I don't know. As, like as long as it takes me to get to some equipment. <laughs> how far away am I from my podcasting equipment? Because that is how long it would take me to be both. Like, come on, are you serious? <laughs> how many hammo fops could you get out of that? I mean, I'd be recording them in the car on the way home. Like, of course. What, what, what about you? If I get taken by aliens, we're both. We're in the part of the world where – so it, towards Lismore, apparently, yeah. there is like a, a plane that was famous for like, you know, people seeing mysterious lights. And is that right? And speculated that, uh, yeah, it was like an area for aliens and alien production. Oh. So let's say the two of us yeah. are driving in towards Lismore. Mm -hmm. um, we stop for like I, – I need to go to the bathroom. Like there's a yep. like empty road. I, I just go out to have a, like a wee and then suddenly alien spaceship comes down, sucks me up into the spaceship. Fucks yeah. off. How long do you wait before you start podcasting? Probably, yeah, probably at least until I got home. Yeah. <laughs> I got to start recording straight into my iPhone. But say we were going to Lismore for errands, would you yeah. go and do the rest of the errands or would you just go home and start podcasting about the fact that I've just been sucked into an alien spaceship? I'd complete the errand first, I think. Mm. Because I've come all that way. Like, it's quite a drive from where I live. Yeah. And it's like, it feels like it's a wasted trip if I don't like at least to drop off that whatever I was doing. Uh -huh. 
But yeah, I think I'd come back. But then I'd have to find someone to. I think the the hardest choice is who do I tell about this? Because it's sort of like you you need someone who's going to be able to like roll with you on this and not you know and 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 so who'd the first person I would. I mean, do we have any friends who are massively into aliens? I mean, I feel like this is actually real Joe Rogan territory. Yeah. Like maybe you've got to call Joe Rogan. Like in that situation, you've just got to say, hey, Joe, you're never going to believe what I just saw. Well, I guess Um, there is a bit of a connection. We've had had Bert Kreischer on TOEFOP. He's a buddy of Joe's. I could probably message Bert and say, hey, Hey, Bert, like uh, Will, you know, Will. He just yeah. got uh, sucked into an alien spaceship. <laughs> like, Can you get me on Joe Rogan? <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea because uh, Joe recently, or at least in the last uh-huh. 12 months, had this dude on called Bob Lazar who is like, you know, in UFO circles is widely considered to be a very credible witness about yes. he worked on secret government programs or whatever. So I reckon that is a good choice. Like that is a – because if it, then I can compare notes with Bob Lazar. I can say what the aircraft looked like. So then I can determine whether or not it was like – was this aliens, like extraterrestrial beings, or was this like the government have, you know, reverse engineered a, a, a UFO that they broke down and they've just been flying around the world, like, you know, mm. capturing comedians <laughs> for some reason? Like, imagine that. What's your story? Like, who else have they been? Like, who else is in that spaceship? Adam Hills is in there. They're like, oh, fuck. I, I, get up there and now. Like, I get up there and Carl Barron's already there. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> and, of the, course and the aliens of love course it. Of course, they're, they're like laughing their ass off at everything that he says. He's our favorite. That's actually the reason we came here to Earth. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question, Will. If I murdered someone, would you help me cover up the crime? Mm, who'd you murder? Um. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll make it just a rando. A rando. Oh. Um, so it was a it was a road rage incident, uh-huh. and this person and this person threatened me. They came at me with a crowbar or something, and it was an yeah. accident. It's like, like you're an idiot. Like they, they, they've spotted you driving with no brakes. Yeah, at all. <laughs> that's <laughs> really right. Identified yeah. it. Started running up to the car, going, "That is entirely irresponsible," <laughs> and you've ended up murdering them. That's right. Um, so it was the night. It was the night I drove without brakes. Yeah, someone saw me. They they they, they cut me off. They get out and they start yelling, "If you're irresponsible." Mm-hmm. Defensively, I push them. Mm-hmm. They fall back and crack their head open. And I'm and I in a moment of panic, I call you and say, "Hey, man, like I'm." I've dug a ditch. This guy's half in, but I need you to come help me just throw the rest of the dirt on. Well, I'm firstly the wrong person to call for manual labor. This is like, I'm happy to help you cover up in a, like a a general sense, but like with my hips and soft hands, I'm not digging holes or lugging bodies. So no, thank you, sir. Um, Oh, okay. How about this? I drive his car to your place. Yes. Like, so I've buried the body, uh-huh. but I turn uh-huh. up at your place with his car and I'm like, you've got like a lock-up garage. I need you yeah. to I need you to hide this car until I can work out what to do with it. Yeah, yep, take okay. a number of plates I'll, off. I'll hide a car. Yeah, I'll hide okay. a car and take off the number of plates. That's fine. Yep, happy to do okay. that. Okay, okay. Right, cool. reverse situation. I, <laughs> right, I, accidentally, I accidentally murder somebody as well. Yeah. Um, I murder them in what was the best way for me to be to murder somebody? Look, probably – like clumsiness, right? Like, so what I imagine has happened is that, like, I'm going for a walk, yeah, in Sydney, uh, you know, where I used to live in Sydney, where like the gap is that giant yeah. cliff, you know, like often a place, unfortunately, that people like take their own lives, but it's a giant cliff as well. So, like, I'm walking around there, I'm on my phone, 
Like I'm already unco with my bad hips. I'm on my phone. I trip over like my shoelaces or something, right? And I like fall into the back of an elderly tourist and oh, comically no. kind of put them, push them over. Yeah, Mr. Bean style. Mr. Bean style. I murder somebody (laughs) Mr. Bean style. And then I get inside my tiny car and I drive to your house. I murdered someone. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're dead. Um, All right. So, what do you, how am I helping you cover it up though? What are you asking me to do? I was saying, you've got to get rid of this tiny car. (laughs) It is very identifiable. (laughs) Okay. All right, yeah, I could do that. I think I, if you ask me to drive it, like drive it, dump it, and set it on fire, I would do yeah. that. Okay. I often, I often actually have that thought living out in the country now, mm-hmm. and you just drive through so many kind of like empty paddocks and remote little, you know, wooded areas. I'm often yeah. thinking this is a good place to like dump a body. <laughs> just oh, like mate, like. I look to my left, right, or behind me. I could dump bodies and no one would ever work it out. <laughs> and that's the one line we're going to take out of context <laughs> in your upcoming trial. Okay, uh, next question. Would you uh, dump me, stop podcasting me mm. for $10 million? Yeah, but I cut 10 you million, off. no questions. Yeah, asked. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I cut you off. Yeah, a chunk. Yeah, I want a chunk. A, How much? A good chunk. Good chunk. We took fifty. To stop podcasting, um, <laughs> look, I'm going to say thirty percent. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. Three million. Mm. Yeah. It's funny in this question. It's like, would you dump me for ten million? And then it immediately jumps to twenty million, <laughs> assuming that the partner has said already. No. Sorry, I didn't realize. No didn't realize twenty million was on the table. <laughs> no, oh, that's sorry, what I was no, say. You, no to you ten million. Grab sorry, that. I went early. I didn't even push back. <laughs> uh, would I dump you for ten million? Uh, I think it'd be the same. Yeah. I mean, I, I would feel bad. Though. I'd probably cut you in for fifty percent. Like if it was literally about, hey, no, guys, man. we want to. No, no, we no, want- no, no. You gotta. It's, they've offered you the money. Yeah, to sabotage this thing. Yeah. Like if they say, here's like, we want to give you an amount of money to stop. You've just got to scrub the internet of any traces of, of TOEFOP. And I was like, I'd be like, well, that's a, I mean, it's always been a joint thing with you and I. We're, everything else you we've done 50 50. Fair enough. That's right. It's, it, it's, if it's to just destroy the entire podcast, the podcast, yeah. <laughs> like Russell Crowe decides, fuck this shit. Yeah. I am so yeah. sick of like when I type in T O F O, it doesn't come up as my band. It comes up as this stupid podcast. And like, I'm Russell Crowe. I've got $10 million. I can make this happen today. I, I, I bet I can buy these guys off. If Russell Crowe yeah. comes to me and says, $10 million bucks, you have to erase every bit of TOEFOP from the internet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah okay. We, you know, we cut off a chunk. So here's yeah. what I would say then. I'd go with $9 million, Like, here's my $9 million, And like, so we, we have $4.5 million each. And yeah. then the remaining million, we divide equally amongst those who've contributed to the podcast in other ways. So, like, everybody oh, yeah. gets, like, a, you know. A nice chunk. Little, little, get their beaks a little. You know what I'm talking exactly. about? Everyone me, gets a couple a hundred thousand a, dollars, you know? Like, it's yeah, yeah, a little taste. It's good, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, how many people do you think? Like, how many, like, would um, uh, Elias from uh, Norway, would he hit us up and say, hang on, I gave you like four episodes worth of content. That's worth We get an invoice grand. from Jay from Five. It's the first <laughs> time he's spoken in public for years. He just sends us an invoice. <laughs> I am okay. Here's an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a medical problem that made it impossible for me to podcast, would mm. you still want to podcast with me? Well, I mean, if it's, uh, yeah, I would still want to. 
Yeah. I would so just say like I had a, a like throat cancer or something like that and could only talk with a yeah. voice box or I, I could only um, do type – what is it? Type yeah, to I, voice. Yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. Would you still podcast with me? Yeah, I would. So if yeah. I was doing that Stephen Hawking thing of like, yeah. ha, 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 you won't believe what happened to Jay from five. <laughs> no one knows where he is. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would be fine with that. Yes. Yeah, I think I'd be okay with that. I mean, yeah. I think the show has to evolve, right? We can't just we, – right. we feel like we have evolved at least tonally from where we started. So mm. I think it just brings in a different element. Um, I wonder if, though, to even it out, you should also do like the, you know, text-to-voice thing. So we're like it's it's not like one person talking and one person Stephen Hawking. We're both Stephen Feels- Hawking. Yeah, talking and hawking, um, <laughs> which is the name of the podcast. That's what we changed it to. Uh, no, I think that that's patronizing. Okay. That's like me, like, you know, doing it with someone in a wheelchair and also sitting in a wheelchair. It feels like on the nose to me, right? Like, yeah, right. I understand the idea of like sitting down also, like, you know, being respectful of someone who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> but I don't think that if you rocked up in a wheelchair to interview them, they'd be like, oh, that's really nice of him. Look at that. He's really considerate. I feel like they would feel like that's – that's poor form. So was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I would be happy to adapt to your new circumstances. Uh, if there was a zombie apocalypse, would you keep me around even if it meant it would lower your own chances of survival? Well, firstly, it would not lower my own chances of survival. So this is probably a good question <laughs> to ask you <laughs> rather than the yeah. other way around. Well, I guess, I mean, so the uh, – Obviously, it's the, it's a physical question. Let's just say you actually get like more severely injured, broken leg or something, zombie yeah. apocalypse. There's no hospitals, no doctors. Yeah. You're immobilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I could leave you. Like I would try and work out. The, I mean, to be honest, it's not like I'm a fucking survivalist who would thrive on my own anyway. <laughs> like, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm probably going to die shortly after you die, even with your broken leg. It's not like on my own I'm suddenly going to fucking flourish. So I reckon – I would say let's just get a bunch of stuff we like. Let's just get all food we like. If there's electricity still, let's just like hook up a TV mm. and we'll just we'll just enjoy the last few moments. <laughs> it's going to happen. Let's not fucking draw this out. Like I'm not going to make you feel guilty. You know, I'm not going to delude myself into thinking I'm going to thrive somehow on my own. So let's just make the most. We'll just put on the 2016 grand final, you know, put on some uh, five highlights on YouTube, get a bunch of like donuts from Safeway and stuff like that. I think we just make the most of it. We just chill. We just do I this like the, until I, we die. I like this world that we're in where there's a zombie apocalypse, but they're still making donuts in Safeway. <laughs> Apparently we can go and get some of But I, I agree. But I also think best tactic in a zombie apocalypse, like is still, like particularly because we're in the country, is if mm. we could find somewhere to hide. Like, uh, I'm not running away from zombies. I'm just going to spend as much time as I can poss- possibly doing fortifying where I am yeah. to stop the zombies from getting in. But then I'm just staying where I am. I'm not yeah. going to be running around all over the place. That's when you're going to get killed by zombies. Well, I remember reading a, like a book, a zombie book years ago where the dude, um, he he barricaded himself in a, at an airport in like a, what do you call it? Like a watchtower? What do you call the airport? The control tower. Yeah. Because the idea being that he had 360-degree view around him, there was fences all around, and so he just would go out to get stuff and then stay in the tower. And that way, you know, he could see if there was any trouble coming, if the zombies, you know, were, were getting near the fence. And I'm like, that's a good idea because you want a clean plane, uh, like you want clear sight so you can see how far they are. You want a bit of distance to give you some time to get away. 
So maybe we could go to we'll go to Ballina Airport. <laughs> Take over the control tower. <laughs> is there a control tower, Ballina? I don't think there is. It's a shed. It's a shed. I know that. But uh, uh, well, uh, what about though? I think like here at the house. Like I was thinking about this the other too night. Too many so, bloody trees for zombies to hide in. We're amongst all your dead bodies. Yeah, the but dead I, bodies you've hidden, they'll come back to life. But there's a lot of space all around, so you see them, see them coming. And mm. there's also like a roof. What I because like it's got a roof that you can climb into the roof. You know, like there was some. Okay. The the reason I know this is that like a animal died up in the roof recently, oh. and somebody had to go and you know get it out. And um, but it's there's a crawl space there, like it's a hiding space. So I think that like you could literally because the zombies aren't going to find you in the roof, are they? Like if you crawled up into the roof and just like hid, like yeah. when the zombies were coming. Like plus, Frank. Yeah. Plus I have security cameras, yeah. like, you know, all around the house. So what I'd immediately do if the zombie apocalypse is like, you'd put those security cameras so they all face outwards so mm-hmm. that like from inside you've got like a 360-degree view of anywhere the zombies could come from. It's on higher ground. So if you had any sort of weapon, you get all the weapons you could possibly get up as high as you could possibly, like onto the roof in somehow, so that like once the zombies like came, you'd be able to like fight them off from every direction, and then you just climb up into the roof and hide. I just don't feel like you're close enough to like supplies. I mean, but that's what, also hopefully why the zombies like it's going to be tough for the zombies to get and to get up the hill. Yeah, yeah I it's guess. inaccessible. It's a long I mean? walk. Like, why are the zombies <laughs> going to all the effort to come out to my joint? Like, it's hard to get here. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, the way zombie films work though isn't like one gets a sniff and then the all yeah. that the rest of them come. So as soon as you get one, but, but like, yeah, but where, where are they sniffing me? Yeah, like, there's no one anywhere nearby. They're not here. Like, it's yeah. going to take them so long to get out to where I am. Like, you know, but just. You know, it's more economical if you're a zombie to be like hitting cities and towns, surely, right? Well, you you go there. I'm going to go to Ballinor Airport. (laughs) Okay. okay. If you could live forever, would you, even though I die of old age? Absolutely not. Nah. This life feels too long as it is. Yeah, I'm ready ready to lie down and die at any time. Take me now, please. Um, if you could literally take a bullet for me in a vital uh-huh. organ like the heart, would you yeah. be able to do it? Okay. So we're doing a rare in-person recording okay. and some crazed person bursts in with a gun. It's and Jay like from five. He's like, Jay. shut the fuck up. Stop talking about me. I'm trying to disappear. <laughs> Jay from five bursts in with a gun <laughs> and he goes to shoot me because I'm the instigator. Do yeah. you leap in front of the bullet? A poo yes. style. Absolutely, 100%, yes. Okay. I think mm. I, like sacrificing my life for somebody else is actually my my preferred way to die is like peacefully in my sleep. Yeah. But I think if I had to die in some sort of more active way where I'm yeah. aware of the circumstances of a death, then my favorite way to die would be to try to save somebody else in the act of dying. I would like to think that I had that kind of selflessness and maybe I do, but I also feel like I often get paralyzed with indecision. And so I don't know that I'd be able to, like if if that was a scenario, you and I just recording someone mm-hmm. create like a Carl Barron bursts in is like, ha ha, <laughs> like, you'll never be the number one 
comedian, <laughs> according to most Australian rules footballers in Australia. Say, but, goes, why do you need to shoot me to prove that, Carl? It's like it's <laughs> already the case. He's very insecure. <laughs> You're miles ahead, mate. Seriously. I'll run you through some pocket profiles. <laughs> I don't know that I would be. I would sum up the situation like I'm always giving people the benefit of the doubt. The crazed gunman or gun yeah. person comes in. I think I'm. I'm like I'm giving the benefit. Hey, well maybe it's a misunderstanding. Are you sure you want to kill one of us? Like, are you sure you got the right? Like, I, I my brain would not think fast enough to throw myself in front of the bullet. Well, I mean, I'd yeah, I'd need some warning. Like, it'd have to be one of those things of like you know they they say something like. You know, I'm sick. Like, you know, let's say it is, you know, Jay from Five, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, all I wanted to do was be left alone, man. All I wanted to do was have a life of anonymity. And instead, every week I have people asking, Am I okay? Because they like, because of you <laughs> and everything you've done. Well, guess what, mate? I am not okay. And now you are not going to be okay. And he pulls up the gun and goes yeah. to fire it. Yes, I would jump in front of that gun. I would f- jump in front of Jay's gun and take a bullet for you in that situation. Oh. Uh, okay. Also, wasn't- I would do it regardless because you get the credit even if they don't shoot. Yeah, do you know right. what I mean? Like if he doesn't yeah. shoot in that situation, <laughs> I've still lunged in front of the bullet to try to stop the bullet. I mean, it'd be funny if you're thinking you had this is my moment to be a yeah. selfless hero, but before you get the chance, I just grab you and put you in front of me like <laughs> yeah. a shield. I go to jump and you're already throwing <laughs> me in shot. front of you. Yeah. I've thrown you at the gunman and I'm already climbing the fence. <laughs> um, okay. If there was an incident that turned me into a hideous monster, would you still uh, want to podcast with me? Yeah, even more <laughs> Fuck, so. Yeah, that's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let's just – so many questions. Okay, so let's just hypothetically okay. – I've turned into like a blob. Like I'm uh-huh. just a gelatinous blob that um, consumes any, everything it touches. And so right. like Mike sets up the, the call. He sends a text out saying, hey, guys, what time do you want to record? Right. And I say, oh, look, yeah, I'll record it this time, but bit of news. I've been turned into like a, a gelatinous, gelatinous blob. blob. <laughs> Are you using so, voice to text to do this? Or can no, I can still talk. Time? I still have like a okay. mouth and ears and yeah, eyes, yeah, but I'm, yeah. the rest of me is just like a, tra- a like translucent blob that just okay. consumes and absorbs everything it touches. Uh-huh. So we jump on the Zoom or <laughs> we jump on Riverside. <laughs> What's the first? So I say, everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'll be like, I'm not relaxed because you've turned into a gelatinous <laughs> blob and you're currently consuming your microphone. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I think, it, yeah, I, 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 I would, I would be sensitive to it. Like I would double check, obviously, that you sure you want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Do you, would you want to be talk like you've turned into Oh, oh, let's hey, say. Hey, uh, before we start, um, hey Charlie, just before we start, yeah. should I mention should I mention the blob thing? Because we are our <laughs> Patreon subscribers are going to work it out anyway when they see the video footage. So should I be mentioning at the start that you're now a uh, translucent yeah. blob that consumes everything? Or do you want to yeah. have some fun with it? Do you want to have some fun with the blob thing, or do you want to? Yeah, yeah, keep it's it fine. To it's fine. Look, it's it cool. was my it, look. It was. A, it's a funny story. I was yeah. okay. uh, riding my bike through town. I found a meteorite. Well, no, that save it. Into the save it for the save it for the podcast. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm yeah. happy to hear the story. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not waste the gold. <laughs> uh, okay, if a genie granted you one wish, would yes. you use it on me? Oh. 
I, I got to say no to that. I, sorry. I mean, uh, you know, you are very important to me, but uh, there's there's other people in my life that I need to take, need to take care of first, namely me. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it's only no, you can't, one wish. You can't use it on yourself. Let's just say that. That's just, I'm adding that stipulation. So a, a genie's granting you one wish yes. to use on someone. Do you do it on me? Let's I mean, it'd be a- hard for me to explain to my wife and child why I haven't secured their futures. Mm. Well, you just wouldn't. You just have to not tell them. You'd have to keep it secret, unless the wish I granted to you, like enabled you to. Like, if I just said, um, you know, Will is immensely wealthy for the rest of his life. Yeah. And then I say, hey man, now can you cut my family slice? Like, you know, create a university fund for Iona or something like that. I mean, that yeah. could have a knock-on benefit. Yeah, but do you reckon the genie hasn't thought of that? Like, this is the thing about the genies. The genie's like being a genie for yeah thousands of years, I imagine. So there's right? fine like, you know, print. So the genie knows like all the workarounds. You know, there'd be this like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wish for Will to be immensely wealthy. You know, he can't give any of that wealth to you or your family. That's oh. that's gonna be the problem, right? Right. Okay. So the person. So there's no sharing of the benefits of the wish cannot be shared with a third party. I mean, I guess we're doing this from a podcast-related focus, right? So, could you wish something for me that is also beneficial for you in the sense of the podcast? So, for example, like you probably couldn't wish for Tofop to be the biggest podcast in the world mm. because, like, you directly benefit from that, right? Whereas, like, maybe you could wish for Willosophy to be the biggest podcast in the world where you still benefit because it's like a Tofop production, right? Mm, but it's yeah. like maybe that's enough steps behind that you yeah. like, you still get Can like fool the genie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we've basically set up a shell company, it's like a shell wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, the genie's like the genie call the genie's lawyers call us the next day and say, "Look, guys, uh, we've been looking at uh, these. Philosophy is a top yeah. production, so theoretically, okay. like Even some of the, the profits Patreon from that money go goes into- straight to. Uh, we've been looking at this. It's all the same thing." <laughs> We're going to reject the wish. <laughs> Will's like, "No, I finally got the rock on philosophy. You can't." <laughs> Uh, okay. If you found out that I was secretly a robot that had become sentient and had my own thoughts and feelings, would you continue podcasting with me? So this feels like the most likely scenario so far. Yeah. It's of like everything that we've talked twist. about. This this would not surprise me if at some stage this happens. My theory has always been that I, the way that AI will integrate itself as being indistinguishable from human beings is by using podcasting. Because obviously what it needs is personalities and information. And n- nowhere else do you have a greater resource for people's personalities and information and language and the way they communicate than than podcasts. We're constantly uploading this stuff onto the internet. So I imagine that yeah. like some of the earliest AI robots will be absolutely podcasters. They will be tested on podcasts. Um, so would I continue to do the show? I mean, uh, is this robot in this scenario better or worse than you at doing the show, do you think? Like or indistinguishable. Well, it's indistinguishable. Like, yeah. I think it's literally just like a Westworld right. twist. One day I just uh, take off my faceplate and you see all the mechanics underneath. I don't think it would actually change anything for me. No, I'm not even sure I'd, I'd be uh, surprised. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that does make sense. I'm, I feel like that as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. There, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, So I don't know. 
Like even in the, the sense in, that you like you as a like your body, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. There was a Charlie I knew before fitness Charlie, <laughs> and like now yeah. you kind of look like a Westworld robot Charlie. <laughs> so <laughs> like I could even ah. identify the point if it went back and it was like you know it was actually around here. That he that he uploaded his consciousness. That actually does make a lot of sense. <laughs> You're right though. Like in terms of. That's where AI is going to go. I've been watching like a lot of YouTubers now, like Twitch streamers and YouTubers, and I've sort of just become sort of like absorbed into this world of obviously this is where like entertainment's going and and a lot of these um, big YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers and stuff, it's essentially just they are – you are the show is sold off just their personality. It's literally just them sitting in a chair, reacting to videos, answering questions, and just sort of being themselves. It's really all about you know personality. Like there is, n- if you if you fed like a hundred hours of one of these streamers or YouTubers into an algorithm, I reckon you could come up with a fairly accurate you know uh, uh, AI response mechanism to how they would respond to any given situation. So I reckon that's I reckon you're right. Maybe. Maybe that's our retirement plan. <laughs> like, you know, maybe we don't have to keep recording the show. We just feed we record enough episodes it that the algorithm yeah. can then take over. But then I guess does the algorithm get confused because the show started off as a bit of a smodcast kind of knockoff, a lot of dirty jokes and stuff, and then you know we've we've morphed over time. So does the algorithm get confused by the parody between the two versions of the show? I mean, the audience certainly has, so I imagine the algorithm <laughs> would. <laughs> uh, okay. If I asked you, this is probably more relevant just okay. to you, if I asked you to give up your dog or your cat for me Ooh. because I uh, was allergic to them, would you? It doesn't matter. We don't, re- we don't record in the same – we haven't recorded an episode of this yeah. thing. I mean, barely recorded an episode of this thing in the same place for years, so – I mean, it's, I think it, it is it's, hard. It would be. Here's what I would say: it would be tough of you to ask me to do that. Yeah, <laughs> considering that we're not in the same place. If you were just <laughs> like, I found out I'm allergic to dogs, so you've got to give up your dog. I'm like, I barely ever see you. No, that's the rule. <laughs> I, th- I actually think it is harder to end a relationship with an animal than a than a human. Like I think about when I was a dog owner and stuff like that. Sh- I always, I often say to people like, when Junior died, like it was. A like and I've someone who's lost both parents. It was a level of pain that I was not prepared for. <laughs> like that that connection you have to a pet and that relationship that you build around them, and because they can't respond, you know, a lot of the stuff you've constructed in your own head. Like yeah. I think it's that's why so many films. It's such a powerful pull when like John Wick has his dog murdered. It's like everyone understands there is a connection with an animal that can in some ways be stronger than a connection to a human. So yeah, I don't no. know. No, I agree. I would well. It would be unfair to ask in a podcasting yeah. situation, seeing there are many ways you can work around that. I mean, does it make you wonder what kind of relationships this Holly Reardon has been in when this is there, like a framework for it's testing also, out the it's relationship? It's just a lot. Like most of these are things you could hopefully find a workaround for. They're yeah. very like. They require these very sort of binary responses, which is more but, like, well, if I committed a crime, would you cover it up for me? I'd be like, well, actually, if you com- like committed a crime, I would 
like go with you to find a lawyer. I would <laughs> sit next to you every day in court. I would like that's help not what I asked. Legal scene, right? <laughs> it's like I think that's actually a much healthier relationship than the one that you're proposing, Holly. It's like, but it's also there's an element like Jordan Peele wrote these questions. It's like if aliens, if zombies, if this happened, it's like why, is, why the fucking supernatural twist? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, do you want a true, accurate reading of our relationship, or is this like? Well, if I asked you a series of hypothetical <laughs> questions about our relationship, would you stay in this relationship? I'm not sure, Holly. <laughs> if I would actually. Okay, uh, on the uh, sci-fi angle, if you had a time machine, yes. which moment of our relationship would you like to go back and relive? Ah, oh, there was that one summer we went on holiday together to Byron Bay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one? We had the house on the beach. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> that was a fun weekend. That was a fun weekend. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. But that was not non-podcast like related related right oh it was essentially we did we did a podcast just that microphone <laughs> yeah a 24 hour podcast without microphones <laughs> my favorite um, memory of that is like can i i won't share yeah. like the things that led up to it but we'd had we'd had a very fun time and then my favorite memory is that the next day we're all trying to clean up the house except for you. <laughs> you were doing this bit where you would just refuse to help clean up in any way. And it was both funny and incredibly frustrating. That's right. You, Gemma, and Amy are all cleaning the house, scrubbing, trying to get it ready for the next tenants, right. and I'm just sitting on the couch. Refusing. Like, refusing like any time you were asked to do something, you would just refuse to do it. And there was part of me that, like, had so much admiration for you. Like, I just – like, I was like, this is – Amazing. I didn't even know you could do this. This is funny. But you just continued to do it. And I was like, well, I guess. You were, I've never seen you get so angry with me before. Like I you were was, running around with like I a dustpan and broom. And just imploring like, you, you to doing? get up and clean. Everyone's cleaning. Can you not see? We're all cleaning. I'm like, yeah. I know. I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I don't understand how that can happen. <laughs> uh, okay. If we were stuck on a deserted island together, would you give me the last of our food or would you secretly eat it yourself? Mm. Uh, let's say it's good food. Like it's something what, – what's something that you love? You love – you find uh, like, uh, like like fresh croissants somehow. Like okay. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Fresh buttered croissants. Uh-huh. You find like a dozen of them. Yeah. And we've been living on like – you know, berries and nuts and, you know, uh, I've been uh, eating fish and stuff yeah. like that. So it's been pretty scant. Okay. You come across this chest that's filled mm. with somehow still fresh buttered croissants. Yeah. Six of them. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd evenly distribute those with you. Three and three? Yeah, three and three. I'd be happy with that. That's I reckon you'd be so excited you'd eat two before you even had a chance to think about it. I'd say four. I found four. You'd never believe this. I found four. Bullshit. You'd say there was two. If it was me, if it was me, I would have said, Will, I found a croissant. You can have have the corner. Secretly, I've eaten five. No, I don't think so. I think if we've been living on like, you know, like what whatever's on the island and then suddenly you find six delicious croissants, then no, no, no. This would be like, I mean, we'd be looking for ways to like celebrate together. Like the idea of yeah. like what it would mean for our friendship. Like have it's, it's like winning a challenge on Survivor, you know, and you go yeah. to one of those meals that are like Wendy's has provided this like delicious yeah. meal. That's what it would be like. No, I think yeah. 
Also, if we're on like a deserted island and all we've been eating is nuts and berries and you've been eating fish, probably I've been eating fish at that point. Like if, you know, right. I mean, <laughs> if it's all <laughs> that. Would have, you would have broken your one code like Batman. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, all right, well, I guess. No, I've got one rule, but fuck it. We're on a desert <laughs> island, I suppose. I'm going to eat some fish. Um, I, I also would be, I'd know how sick eating six croissants would make me. For a start, like, you know, you're going to just be ill if you suddenly eat like six croissants, like when that's all you've been eating. There'd be a part of me that'd be worried that the croissant, like, where did these croissants come from? Are they poisoned? Like, <laughs> let Charlie eat one first. Let, let Charlie <laughs> eat one of those first. Um, okay. If your mother forced you to choose between her, having her in your life and having me in your life, would you choose me or her? Jesus, Holly. I think we're getting some real insight uh, into Holly. Yeah, that's. Um, well, I mean, it's easy for you because, yeah. you know, you don't have to. Um, but I don't think I would ask you to give up your mother if that was the situation. And I don't think that. I'd want to know I mean, what I, I'd done to like force this ultimatum. Like what, what had, a, is it something you, something that's said on the podcast or is it something? I mean, she really probably. always hated Blue Heelers. <laughs> she never liked that show. She said it was propaganda, copaganda. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's she's a real all cops are bad person. Yeah, and so she's, she's an, your mum's the head of uh, Antifa, the Hayfield yeah. chapter of yeah. Antifa. Yeah, with Antifa they call it down there because it's all the Andersons. <laughs> and um, yeah, she, she just Antifa. <laughs> she, just, she just walks around. Uh, uh, you know, my initials are WA, but she actually wanted to have an N at the start because she just. She fucked the police. That's what she's like. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not giving up my mum for you. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't expect yeah, that. Family's different. Yeah, family's different. If I, this is a weird one. Again, I think we're getting more of an insight to Holly. If I decided that I never wanted to shave any part of my body ever mm-hmm. again, would you still podcast with me? Yeah, most sure. That'd be amazing. I mean, great for the Patreon subscribers, as we've discussed last week. But I, like, this is two weeks of having not shaved now. So I reckon if I said, "Look, well, I'm never going to shave again," over the course of a year, would who's the that gardener from the ABC? Costa. Yeah, I'd look like Costa. I'd easily look like Costa. I'd like. It'd be worth it. Yeah, I think we should do it. And if I didn't shave for an entire year, I'd look pretty much like I look now. If you could stop my face and body from aging, uh-huh. would you or would you rather watch me grow old with you? Oh. Hmm. Why is why to separate my face and my body from aging? It's just a weird distinction, right? Wouldn't you just say if you could stop me from aging rather than stop my face and body? Or, I mean, if you could choose one or the other. So it's like my body gets old but my face stays young. So yeah. I've got like this face on an old man's body or an old man's face on on this body, what would what would what would be less weird for you? Um, Not like Botox, like just legitimately through magic. This face, but I've got like an old man's body, like Rupert Murdoch's body, Mister Burns. Well, I mean, you can cover up the body. It's harder to cover up the face. So I would say, yeah, keep your face, old man's body. It always looks weirder if it's like old man's face, because sometimes you see someone who's got an old man's face and they're like a fit. And a- Body, you get those yeah. Instagram ads, don't yeah. you, where it's like middle-aged and ripped and it's yeah. like, fucking hell, it's someone has ZZ Top with a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to stop anyone from growing old. 
I, I think uh, I think we all need to get old and die yeah, sooner I rather agree. than later, hopefully. Yes. If you developed superpowers and were sworn to keep them a secret mm-hmm. to keep me safe, would you tell me anyway? Mm. So by keeping them secret, I'm keeping you safe. Yeah, that's right. Because otherwise your enemies will, you know, come looking for me or something like that. What do you, um, what yeah, do you, what do you think what do you think my superpowers are though? <sighs> Power to control birds. Okay. Oh, great. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> your secret desire yeah. to always control birds. Yeah, um, I, could, I could I could keep that secret for sure. Yeah, I don't think that would be that hard. That doesn't do I mean, there are some the birds like in the all. background of this podcast, like all day today. There's some birds absolutely like, you know, going bananas in the background. There would have been a couple of times probably if my superpower was to control birds that I might have just gone and the birds would have like stopped chirping in the background. Like, I just see them on. drop from the sky behind you. <laughs> like you just shut down their neural cortex. They just fall to the ground paralyzed until you're done podcasting. Um, yeah, I think that. I think that human beings just is like we all keep secrets from yeah, each other, totally. not necessarily like you know nefarious secrets. Just like everyone keeps things to themselves. And certainly, and so I don't think the idea be- of keeping secrets to protect somebody is like a valid concept. I think morally a valid concept, right? Like, yeah, you know. definitely. Um, if I, oh god, back to the murder. If I asked you to murder someone for me, would you go through? It? There's been three questions in this yeah. quiz that have essentially really, been Holly really feels like trying to Molly, work out. Holly wants to murder somebody, and she really had <laughs> like, to just bury it in this other quiz. Just like honestly, <laughs> so I've asked you all of these now. Yeah. Now that we've done this, one of these <laughs> is true. <laughs> if I asked you to murder someone for me, would you do with it? And by the way, have you met yeah. my cousin Neil? He's super yeah. annoying and he's really rich. Uh, no, I would not murder somebody for you. No, absolutely not. And I would not expect you to murder somebody for me. Uh, no, I don't think I could do it. I mean, no. if it was a case of like, hey, just press this button, you know, like that Twilight Zone episode. Mm. Just press this button, you know. But what's the reason? If I just ask you to, it's got to be a good reason. Like I'm sure there might be a reason where you're like, Charlie, you have to kill this person. But I, I I'm not just going to do it because you asked me to. I mean, I can't. But what is even the scenario in which, like, like I understand that, like you know, people can do terrible things. So like. Like, I mean, obviously, let's hope that none of these things are scenarios that anyone ever has to face. But say the classic one is that they hurt someone or killed someone that is very close to you, right? So in response, you need them to be, you know, the revenge. Yeah. The, the criminal justice system hasn't taken care of it. Like yeah. if I murder them, everyone's going to know it's me because, you know, I'm too close to it. I need you to murder them. Well, how about them this? It's a, it's, a death, it's a deathbed. You asked me to avenge you. Oh, you yeah. have been murdered, oh, yeah, and okay. in your your dying breath, uh-huh. you asked me to. Like we're recording yeah. now, mm-hmm. some bad person comes in behind you yeah, and like stabs me. you and runs off, and, I'm and like, your last dying breath in this podcast me. is avenge me. me. And I'm like, Will, the connection's really bad. I can barely see you, uh, let alone who but, stabbed you. Was that? <laughs> Stop bleeding on the microphone. I can't hear you. Who was that? <laughs> the great news like, is, is that be- we're recording on Riverside, so. Um, it looks sketchy now, but yeah, once but- it actually uploads, you'll be able to see very clearly who murdered me. I'll be like, that's fucking podcast Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get up there so quick? Um, okay. If I – okay, if I had the opportunity to sleep with – no. 
If I had the opportunity to podcast yes. with my favorite podcaster, yeah. would you give me a free pass? Yeah, absolutely. Or do you want me all to yourself? No, I'm podcast hall pass. I mean, we already yeah. have that. We already have an yeah. open relationship. We've got Fofop. It's That's what Fofop are. We're, a, <laughs> we're, you know, we're just like, hey, we're a couple of podcasts who saw you across the room and we really dig your vibe. You like your vibe. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, we should plug tofop.com yes. while we're here. Uh, that's where you can find all our podcasts. We uh, have another one called Fofop and this week I sat down with Broden Kelly. Oh, nice. Um, it was good fun. We talked about the new Auntie Donna show, which they uh, have yet not named. So we come up with some uh, potential names for the Fantastic. new Auntie Donna show. And then we did a sort of semi-deep dive on the footy show. I don't even know how it came up, but we just started reminiscing about uh, the footy show and, and, and what that was. Uh, so it's a good, fun chat, uh, tofop.com. And, of course, Two Guys, One Cup, our AFL podcast, uh, is on the Listener app every Wednesday. That is back on uh, – yeah, that is on Wednesday. You can get that at the website as well. But the um, best way to listen to it is on the Listener app. Okay, Will, if you had the power to read my mind – would you use it without my permission? Mm. I guess this is the in this hypothetical, you have to focus to read my mind. It's not yeah. like words are just spilling in. I think there would be some scenarios where I'd be very tempted to read your mind. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I mean, you know, nothing nefarious again, but I think like just for the sake of expediency, yeah, it's like, uh, Will hasn't answered his email. Yeah, <laughs> let me just fucking find out how he feels about this. Yeah, I so certainly I can get it done. I certainly think, from your perspective, it'd be handy. Um, <laughs> it'd ruin our pocket profile segment we do on Two Guys oh, yeah. One Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might find it even more confusing if you peeked into my mind as I'm trying to come up with those cryptic clues. Um, look, I th- I think it would be very hard if you had the power to read people's minds to not use it occasionally, just to cut to the point. Yeah. If I begged you to get a ridiculous-looking tattoo of my face, mm, <laughs> would you right. go through Here with we it? Go. Where, where am I? Where's the tattoo? Um, you can choose. Uh, uh, so you've got a tattoo on one bite on shoulder, one shoulder, yeah. right? the opposite shoulder, a tattoo of my face, but like a James Fosdyke uh-huh. cartoon version of my face. Yeah, all right. From make it a Patreon level, if we get like if we make ten thousand a month on Patreon. <laughs> We'll get a tattoo. <laughs> Hang on. Of my face on his shoulder. I'm sure $10,000. For a year. $10,000 a month for a year. Yeah. So they're all you patrons. $20,000 like- a month for a year. If we get $20,000 a month for a year, I'll get a tattoo of Charlie's face on my other bicep. Uh, as soon as we hang up, I'm adding that to the Patreon <laughs> page. It's our new level. Um, I think our top tier is if we get to ten thousand, we'll um, we're gonna bear, we're gonna bury money and, and grow a, mo- a money tree. <laughs> so this probably sounds like a much better use of the funds. Okay, last question: If you could go to jail for something that I did, so that I would be able to keep living my life, would you? Yes. Okay. So we get sued. Mm. Tofop gets sued over something that was said, but it's kind of. They can't work out who said it for some reason. Like it's yeah. just it's it's a up for legal debate who has culpability, and the sentence is like thirty years life in prison. Yeah, and I'm like, Will, fuck, yeah. man, I can't not see Iona grow up. Yeah. Will you will you do thirty years in prison for me? Yeah, it turns out so. Like people who don't listen to our other podcast might not understand this, but two guys, one cup, and AFL adjacent podcast. Have a listen. Uh, so there's a term on that called Richmondy. Um, mm that we made popular, but that Jared Waitley only refers to as Will Anderson's Richmond. Right? So, <laughs> That's crazy. So, 
let's just say Richmondy becomes a slur. Yes. And it turns out, right, that like everyone's like, well, according to Jared Waitley, Will Anderson came up with this. So I'm yeah. about to like, so I'm going to prison. I know that if, if I actually say, well, it wasn't really me, it was like Charlie, I can actually Both point you to the episode. Like I got on board, don't get me wrong, but like Corson was definitely a big part of this. But like, you know, I look at your life and I look at your family and I don't want Iona to grow up without a dad. Would I take the rap on, on your behalf? Yes. Yes, I would. Nah, and I would nice. not expect you to do the opposite because – you have a daughter to like raise. I don't. So that's. I think that would be a. Plus, I wouldn't mind prison. Apart from the like, they're having. To, <laughs> as long as I was in like a white collar prison, you know, like yeah, yeah. Like as long as I. Where well, you get to work in the library and stuff like that. Work in the library, read books, cook. watch TV. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your like life. Now. life. <laughs> it's exactly. It's absolutely fine without all the hassle of having to work. As long as we can still podcast from prison. I mean, if it's a white collar prison, who knows. Uh, all right, let's just uh, quickly dip into the mailbag before we say goodbye. Um, there's a few people, Will, who have wanted to write in in support of me and my views on Top Gun. Oh, yeah. um, the first one is from Merrill. says, I totally agree with everything you said about Top Gun. I was in year 12 when the OG came out. I saw it four times, and I, on a rewatch in recent years, I was delighted how homoerotic it is. It is. My husband and I went to see the reboot, um, and, well, it, we felt like it was made for us because we're so culturally invested, but – we just giggled the whole way through the oversimplification of the bad guys and the American as the good guys. Let's face it. When would the Americans be considered the underdogs in such a real life situation? We thought rooster being styled like goose was condescendingly spoon feeding the narrative to the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also just put it away, Tom. It's time. We both yelled, ooh, old people, perhaps a little too loud when the impending sex scene was upon us. And we're both, and we are fifty-two and fifty-six respectively. <laughs> I love it. In short, we have emotionally, intellectually, and physically moved on from nineteen eighty-six, and we're a little weirded out that no one else in the movie has. Yes, ah, Meryl, you totally get, you totally get it. That's exactly you said it better than I ever could. Um, this is from Mark. Minor spoilers here. It's not like a huge spoiler, but you know, minor spoilers. So. Shut your ears if you don't want to hear it. Hi, guys. I completely agree with Charlie's Top Gun comments. I just need to get my frustration off my chest. The thing I could not get over is why there's a 40-year-old F-14, which is the same plane that uh, Maverick threw in the original films, just hanging out in a hangar towards the end of the movie at the enemy base. It's fully serviced, fully plugged in, fueled up, and fully charged. Why? At a base with fifth-generation fighters, whatever that is, I thought everything else is fine. I can accept it, but I just couldn't accept that. Thanks so much for the show. It's helped me through some hard times, Mark. Is it the um, equivalent of somebody just working on an old car in the garage, though? It's like a weekender. You know, they just get out there on the weekends and they, you know, fuck around. Fly an old jet around. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, it's also one of those things, like, from a storytelling point of view, like, I guess was meant to be a big moment, like Max getting back into his V8 Interceptor. It's like, oh, Mav's in an F-14. It's like, I don't fucking know. I don't know the difference between an F-15 and F-14, like – it's an aeroplane, right? I mean, I don't even know what year. Like, was nine? Were they a new plane in the eighties, or are they an old plane in the eighties? Well, I've got when no idea. When did jets idea. get invented? I don't know or care. <laughs> um, okay, last bit of mails from Alex. Uh, the subject is: think about it this way. Hi, Charlie. Try thinking about Top Gun Maverick this way, okay. and see if it makes you like the film more. Maverick dies at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. 
when he's doing his Mac 10 test and pushes the plane way too far, it explodes and he explodes mm-hmm. along with it. The rest of the film is his death dream, the final moments of his life oh, yeah. in which he reconciles all his wrongs. Great. Rooster is therefore not exactly like his dead dad. Rather, this is Maverick's imagination projecting these traits onto the envisaged Rooster. Uh-huh. It also explains why Mav's idealistic girlfriend has just been sitting around waiting for him. I mean, there's no way that Jennifer Connolly is completely unattached, sailing her yacht in her million-dollar house and driving a sports car in reality. That is a good point. A super yeah. hot, like rich, successful woman is just like hanging around for some fucking stunted suck in the eighties. So you're suggesting uh, they've spent three hundred million dollars on, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah, like much, you've literally yeah. taken away any stakes from the entire movie. Otherwise, uh, other elements of the film start to fall in place when you take this line of thinking too. E.g., the fact that the enemy country is not identified, and that Mav gets to make amends with Rooster and himself regarding the death of Goose. Yeah, I uh, think. Look, you know what? It, it actually makes. If that was the justification for why all these ridiculous coincidences occur, it does make sense because it's like an egomaniac, like Maverick, in his fi- as his synapses are firing their last few kind of shots. He would reflect on his life where he is still. Cool and hip, and but that's I mean, the, if they just that's the, that, but that's the literally you could say that about any movie. Like you know, this is like Weekend of Bernie's is the last fever dream of this guy Bernie, who like you know he died and like his last <laughs> was no, that's not true because or whatever. Like, <laughs> why would that? If your life flashed before your eyes, why would you fantasize about to being Bernie a corpse? Likes to go to parties? <laughs> having his nuts smashed into the, like st- stair rails and stuff. No one is thinking that in their last. It's his synapses, moments. man. It's his synapses <laughs> are firing. You can't control the synapses, and you can't control your synapses. Listening to this show, we uh, thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you again to all our Patreon yes. supporters. I just uh, stuck my head in. We've had more people sign up at the top tier, Great. so more posters to send out. It's all fantastic. And remember, if we get to twenty thousand dollars. A month on our Patreon. Will year. is definitely going to get a, a tattoo. For a year. <laughs> Will is going to get a tattoo of my face on his other shoulder. Yeah. Uh, but I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to TOEFOP.com for more. Cool things for cool people.